Welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast. Are you ready to start living your life with more passion, purpose, and pleasure? And stay tuned to learn more from your behavioralist expert, dating coach, and relationship guru, Sweet Deans. Hey, sweet family. Today, I thought we could start with a memory. So I'm going to take you back to 1996. I was eight years old, and it was lunchtime at Butterfield Elementary, and all of the soccer enthusiasts were lined up on the top field, ready to get picked for our teams. I loved lunchtime soccer, and I'm not going to brag, but I was actually really good at it. My parents had started me in soccer when I was quite young, after a rather short stint in ballet. I was asked to leave ballet because I was, quote-unquote, too distracting to the other students. I not only disregarded any instruction from my ballet teacher, but I would make up my own dances and then convince the other students that my dance was better. So needless to say, I've never been much of a rule follower. And that's still true to this day. (laughs) Some people love structure and order, and I seem to thrive on chaos and creativity. So after my failed attempt at ballet, my parents quickly signed me up for soccer, and I fell in love. I mean, mostly that first year I picked flowers in the grass and chased butterflies, but I developed into quite a competitive little athlete soon enough. So by age eight, I was pretty skilled at soccer, and I could rival most of the boys in my grade. So there we were, lined up like we always did with our Lord of the Flies-like hierarchy of team captains and others, and I was usually picked relatively early on, so I sat there looking at the two team captains as they chose their players, waiting for my name to be called. One of the captains turned to look at me, his name was Eric, and he was relatively new to our school, so he didn't know all of our names yet. Each person he pointed to had said their name so that they could be re-familiarized. But now it was my turn. And instead of just pointing at me, he said, I'll take the fat girl. And I froze immediately. He was talking about me. I was the fat girl. This overwhelming sadness and confusion washed over me. Was my body really so different from the other girls around me? I felt this rush of emotion and a stone-like hardness developing in my throat. I could feel the water building up behind my eyes, and I turned to run away before they started spilling out of my face. The motivation for me sharing this memory and the reason it's so vivid in my mind is that I recognized on that day that my body was different from others. And this one playground event was the catalyst for decades of body shaming and self-doubt. And I spent most of my middle school years being teased about my large frame and flat chest. And kids in middle school are usually pretty insecure, so making fun of others is just a good way to deflect off your own pain. I remember desperately just wanting to fit in, to develop like the other girls or just be able to wear jeans that fit. I had a much larger bottom half than top, and this made shopping for pants incredibly emotional. (laughs) I remember each time I went shopping with my stepmom that I would spend most of it in tears as she would pick apart every item I tried on until I was sobbing. And I felt like my size and shape was under attack no matter what I did and that there was no place that felt safe to me. The kids only became more cruel and I felt fed up with all of it. And finally, in my freshman year of high school, I decided that I had enough. So at 14 years old, I developed an eating disorder. 
I began a vicious cycle of shame binging and then immediately purging. And each time I remember thinking, I'm going to stop doing this as soon as I get down to a good size. The issue was that at some point I couldn't stop. And every time I ate something, my body would just naturally throw up. And I felt completely out of control. I started to notice other things too, like my teeth started thinning and my hair was falling out and I knew that I needed help, but I felt so ashamed and embarrassed and I was nervous to tell anyone. So I finally told my sister, but she was much too young to really handle it. So she told my parents and this was devastating. They put a greater amount of rules on me to force me to quit these bad habits. So while they were forcing me into fixing my relationship with food, they did nothing to address the root of the issue, which was my self-confidence. And I felt even more powerless under these new restrictions, and I fell into a deeper depression. I started skipping school to go drinking off campus and hanging out with kids that I knew were getting into trouble. I pushed back against these rules any way that I could and still found ways to sneak in binging and purging. I was grounded so often for breaking all of these rules, and after one particularly flagrant act of disobedience, my parents threatened to send me to military school, but they didn't. <laughs> I finally graduated high school and went to college. I remember when I first got there, I had really high hopes about redefining the person that I was, and I was so grateful for this opportunity to explore my newfound freedom. I could stay out as late as I wanted. I could come and go as I pleased. I could be whoever I wanted to be. And I started eating all kinds of junk food and quickly put on a bunch of weight. I started feeling really bad about myself and I fell back into my old habits of binging and purging and trying to curb my weight issue. I'd become so obsessed with losing weight that I oftentimes wasn't able to focus in class. All I could think about was controlling my body size. My first two years of college were really tough. I went through a lot of destructive behavior, and I made choices that were not healthy for my body, my mind, or my spirit. I was desperately searching for a way to feel better and fit in. And I thought that being skinny was what I was searching for. I thought it would magically make me feel good, and then when I finally achieved that, that my problems would be solved. Well, as you might have guessed, that wasn't the case. My pain only deepened. And the thinner I got, the more obsessed I became with being skinnier. And I was never able to get small enough to feel good about myself. I felt lost, depressed, and frustrated. I was failing my classes, and I was in a negative relationship, and I'd finally had enough. I knew that if I wanted to get out of this headspace, that I would need support. And so in order to level up, I hired a therapist, and my therapist was able to listen to me without judgment and normalize my feelings. He told me that I wasn't alone and even offered a lot of valuable resources to support me in becoming a more body-positive individual. I ended up switching schools and moving to Oregon and finally took control of my thoughts and decided on purpose to love my body just the way that it is. Once I embraced this new version of me that loved my own body, I remember feeling like I could conquer anything. I had been plagued by body shame for so long and hiding my pain from everyone. Now that I'd shared it and finally felt heard, I was able to move forward in a positive way. 
I remember the first time I was able to eat a meal with someone without feeling guilty about it. It had been years of shame eating or hiding and binging that I developed some pretty bizarre behaviors around mealtime. And so this one day in late August in Oregon, I sat down to have lunch with one of my new roommates, and I remember just calmly eating a sandwich with her without being worried about how many calories were in the meal or how much I was eating, but simply just relaxed and enjoying her company. That might sound like a totally normal event, but for me, it was monumental. I began living my life as a completely different girl. I was no longer miserable and destructive, but I was happy and confident. I realized in this new state of mind that I actually felt like I had more time in my day. And indeed I did, because most of my time used to be occupied by my obsession with food and hatred of my body. That with that gone, it seemed as if I suddenly had like 10 hours more in the day. And what would you do with an extra 10 hours and a suddenly positive can-do attitude? Well, I began working two jobs while enrolled full-time in school. I worked at a research lab assisting with freshwater fish experiments in the morning, and then I managed a sandwich shop with two different locations at night. It was as if an entirely new human was born, and suddenly it hit me that the weight was completely off my shoulders and back on my body. <laughs> I wasn't meant to be a small sample size like the women in the movies, but that the size I am is perfect. There's some days where it's easier for me to remember this than others. Sometimes I'm a strong, confident woman, and other days I pick apart every piece of my body. <laughs> and this is an ongoing journey, and it's important to remember that if you are going through this, that there are others who are going through it too. You are not alone, my sweet family. There is support for unhealthy eating habits of all kinds. And I hope that by sharing my journey with you, that you can see how common it is to feel lost in your own spiral of judgment and shame. And the reason I bring up this topic now is that a lot of gyms are closed, a lot of our routines are thrown off, and there's a lot of stress on the system. This can lead to different eating, sleeping, and workout habits, which may or may not have an effect on your body. I know it has on mine, and while I look in the mirror and remind myself that I'm perfect the way that I am, I know that sometimes it's difficult for me to believe it. And if I'm feeling it, I know other people are as well, and we are all in this together. So if you need someone to talk to, please reach out at sweetdeans.com, and I would be honored to hear your story and support you in any way that I can. Or if you just need a reminder that you're perfect the way that you are, I can do that too. I love you all so much. Stay well. If you're loving the Sweet Life podcast and you want to start rewiring your brain right away, take this free four-day rewire your brain challenge at sweetdeans.com backslash rewire and click download. I can't wait to talk to you next week, sweet family. 